podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, it slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Quick fire and drags it down now. Long we out. What a goal! Here comes up, Jack's goal! Scotland have scored! It's Andy! It's Dykes! It's me! Welcome to the Hand and Roar podcast. Just 10 days now until Scotland play Spain in Seville. The squad should be announced tomorrow. It's rather easy to predict these days and we will do our usual preview on the week of the game. We can qualify for the Euros with a point over there or if Norway fail to beat the Spaniards later on in the international break. So a really exciting couple of weeks ahead for Scotland, Steve Clark and the support. Now, one other thing, I realise this is late notice, but just a quick shout for tonight, tonight being Monday the 2nd of October, I'm hosting another sports quiz at Walkabout in Glasgow City Centre, if anyone fancies coming along. Usually good fun, quite a versatile quiz, if you want to get a wee squad together, uh, just give me a shout, or turn up for a half-seven start at Walkabout just next to Sunny World in Glasgow. Anyway, the vast majority of the Scotland squad is fit, let's have another weekend roundup ahead of the Spain game. So many bookings in the game, was, was, the, was the, the attitude of the players a problem? No, you know, it was a big fight for, for both teams and I think it was a lot of... Christian! Christian! Well, a little trouble in the tunnel there, but that reflects, I think, the, the way the, field, the players feel about this defeat. We'll start with the keepers, Angus Gunn played as Norwich beat Birmingham 2-0. He was left out the team that lost 2-1 to Fulham in the League Cup midweek, but he came back into the team and kept clean sheets as Norwich bounced back after consecutive defeats to Leicester and Plymouth. They play Swansea away this week on Wednesday. There are championship games during the week, so plenty of Scottish boys will be in action. So Angus Gunn and Norwich away to Swansea on Wednesday. Other goalkeepers, Liam Kelly, 90 minutes as Motherwell were narrowly beaten 2-1 by Celtic. Xander Clark, 90 minutes as Hearts beat Ross County 1-0. So a clean sheet for Xander Clark. And Craig Gordon has been joining in training more regularly, according to Stephen Naismith. Should be training on a daily basis by the time the international break ends. So that's good news. Perhaps a return to club football in November or before the end of the year. And maybe we'll see Craig Gordon back in for some games in the near future before the Euros should we qualify for next summer. So Craig Gordon back training on a daily basis in less than a month's time, which is great news after that horrific leg break last Christmas. Into the fullbacks, I want to talk about Aaron Hickey. He's getting a lot of good press at the moment. 70 minutes for him at the weekend as Brentford drew 1-1 with Nottingham Forest. Remember, he's playing left-back at the moment because Brentford's Rico Henry has torn his ACL, so I think Hickey might be in there for a while. I said last week in the review that Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal had all been linked with him, but now Goal are running a report that Bayern Munich are big admirers and are considering a move in January. An amazing stat. Before the weekend, I haven't check the updated one but before yesterday's game against Forest Aaron Hickey hadn't been dribbled past in the league by anyone um, so he's clearly doing very well down there at Brentford two-footed able to play on either side he also played 80 minutes against Arsenal in a 1-0 League Cup defeat last midweek as well so he's starting there down at Brentford and at the moment is definitely one of our more informed players down south uh, he's 
starting for Scotland at the moment over Nathan Patterson at right back. Nathan Patterson played 90 minutes in the League Cup as they knocked as Everton knocked Aston Villa out 2-1 which is a really good result for them and good to see Patterson get 90 minutes but then he was back in the bench and only 12 minutes at home as Everton lost to Luton so in the League Cup when they knocked out Aston Villa they played like a kind of similar formation to Scotland with 3-4-2-1 so Patterson started 90 minutes right wing back but then in the defeat to Luton at home Sean Dyche went back to a back four and Ashley Young started at the right of a back four so it would seem that Patterson's maybe being prioritised in a wing back role rather than full back uh, Anthony Ralston another right back need zero minutes against Motherwell uh, for Celtic he's just signed a new deal until 2028 he's only 24 years old Ralston so that'll be the vast majority of his career if he sees that out at Celtic and he was a you know, goal scorer for Scotland last summer against Armenia uh, he's behind Alistair Johnson in the pecking order but seems to be happy to remain at Celtic in whatever role he can for the next five years. Over to the left side of defence, Andy Robertson, 90 minutes against Spurs as Liverpool were beaten in the last minute. Looked like he played quite well. Uh, He's been doing well this season for Liverpool, who are up near the top of the league. He was rested for the Leicester game in the League Cup midweek, which Liverpool won 3-1. On great form for Scotland as well, Robertson, hopefully he can pick that right back up in a couple of weeks' time. Greg Taylor got 90 minutes for Celtic against Motherwell in that 2-1 win. He assisted Matt O'Reilly for the last-minute winner, a well-weighted cross to the back post. Brendan Rodgers said that if they had another sub available, Taylor would have been taken off because he took quite a strong whack on his calf but had to stay on and ultimately ended up setting up the winning goal. So a good weekend for Greg Taylor. And Josh Doig, uh, Torino away for him tonight uh, for Verona. He missed last week's defeats to AC Milan and Atalanta with a sprained ankle, so we'll see if Doig is fit and back into the team to play Torino tonight uh, for Verona. Centre-backs, Kieran Tierney, not good news. Um, spent a disproportionate amount of time worried about this over the weekend. Subbed with a hamstring injury for Real Sociedad. Kind of one of those ones where he's lying on the ground, hands on his head, looking in real anguish. He just pulled up mid-sprint. Uh, and get taken off less than half an hour into their game against Athletic Bilbao. He started the last two games as well, actually got his first assist for the Sociedad's winner against Valencia, took a quick-thinking free kick, played the ball down the channel and a good finish from the from his teammate. But we wait and see now how long Tierney's out for. Uh, getting subbed off the hamstring injury, I can't imagine that he'll be playing any part in this international break, which is a real shame. Uh, John Sutter... Uh, struggling at Rangers at the moment maybe a new manager given Michael Beale has now been sacked will help things for him but he didn't get off the bench in Rangers defeat to Aberdeen uh, he came off the bench in the win over Livy in the League Cup last midweek wait and see what the future holds now for Suter because Ben Davis seems to have well did under Michael Beale anyway win the jersey to partner Connor Goldson in defence Jack Hendry doing well over in Saudi he played another 90 minutes 0-0 draw with Al Ackley so that's a good clean sheet against an attacking trio of Riyad Mahrez Bobby Firmino and Alan San Maximan so Hendry seems to be doing well over there with Stephen Gerrard's side Ryan Porteous Watford are struggling at the moment 90 minutes on the right of a back three for Porteous in a 3-2 home defeat to Middlesbrough they're down near the relegation zone at the moment but you know what the championship's like is very congested Scott McKenna not really too sure what's happening they are not in the squad again for Forrest in that 1-1 draw with Hickey's Brentford from what I read from my research and 
Googling and everything, he's not injured. It just would appear that he's been taken out of the team. Brazilian centre-back Murillo was given a debut. He was given good reviews uh, from what I could read as well in the reports of the game. So I wonder what the immediate future holds for Scott McKenna. Um, it would appear that Cooper's just taken him out of the team um, for the time being. Uh, speaking of Coopers, how about Liam? Just back from a foot injury, he played 90 minutes at centre-back as Southampton beat Leeds 3-1. So Leeds are mid-table as well in the Championship at the moment, close to the playoffs. They'll have ambitions of promotion. Grant Hanley still injured as far as Championship centre-backs go. The other two, Dominic Hyam and Liam Lindsay. Dominic Hyam, bad form, not necessarily personally, but Blackburn, third league defeat in a row, this time 4-1 to Leicester. He was rested for the victory over Cardiff in the League Cup 5-2 last midweek. So not going well for Hyams club at the moment. And Liam Lindsay, a surprise result uh, for him at the weekend. He's been doing really well with Preston, but they were beaten 4-0 by West Brom at Deepdale. They're third in the table, so they're still going well, but that's their first defeat of the season. And West Brom have really uh, left with a big margin of victory, 4-0 in Lancashire. So Liam Lindsay started in the middle of the back three there. Uh, and yeah, first defeat of the season for him uh, and his club. What I do know, and you'll have to start thinking about this before you start, yeah. genetically, we're behind. We're the, in the last campaign, we were the second smallest, apart from Spain. So that means... We have to pick a team tonight that kind of try and combat the height and strength. Even at that, we couldn't combat the height and strength at set plays. So genetically, we have to work at things. I don't know, we get big women and men together, see what we can do. Um, but it is a problem for us because we have to fight harder for every ball and jump higher than anybody else because it's easier for these kind of guys. Into central midfield, Scott McTominay. It looked like a little resurgence for him at Man United. Two appearances against Burnley and Bayern Munich. Unfortunately, followed up with two games spent on the sidelines. He wasn't in the squad for the League Cup win over Crystal Palace last midweek. Man United won 3-0. He wasn't uh, stripped. And then he didn't get off the bench on Saturday against the same opposition as Palace won 1-0 at Old Trafford. So McTominay struggling for game time and four defeats in seven league games for them. Really terrible start to the season. Uh, John McGinn, 90 minutes against Brighton in a 6-1 win. What a day for Aston Villa. He got a lovely assist for Ollie Watkins' hat-trick goal. A really nice clipped ball into the right side of the, well, the inside right channel, I suppose. And then it was the deflected effort that took it into the net. But yeah, one of those driving runs forward from McGinn. Kind of seizing the moment, taking the bull by the horns and yeah, a really nice pass in for Watkins who finished it. Billy Gilmore played in that game in 90 minutes for him. He just looked a bit overpowered to be honest. Him and the young centre mid partner Jack Hinchelwood uh, against Douglas Louise and, and Kamara and I suppose Diaby floating around there as well. They just looked a bit lost really, overpowered. Um, Gilmore at fault unfortunately for one of Villa's goals. He lost possession. Uh, kind of tried to turn in the ball tripped over his own feet almost and he was dispossessed that was actually the goal that then the ball was played to him again who ran forward and clipped it to to Watkins who scored Gilmore took that quite badly you could see him in the 
they kind of went down on his hunkers, head and hands after it was finished off. He, he knew that that was his fault. Uh, but look, he's playing every week for a good team, and I'm sure that was just a blip for Brighton because they've been brilliant otherwise. Uh, Callum McGregor, not really much to say on Callum McGregor. 90 minutes against Motherwell is Celtic 1 2 1, usual from him. Uh, Lewis Ferguson, captain Bologna at the weekend, 3 0 win for them over Empoli. So great to see Ferguson taking another step in this very promising career that he's carving out for himself over in Italy. Uh, Ryan Jack uh, started the last two games for Rangers. Uh, played 90 minutes and scored in the 4-0 win over Levy in the League Cup quarter-finals but then was subbed off in the defeat to Aberdeen at the weekend through injury so I'm not sure if Ryan Jack will be involved in the squad for the upcoming international break uh, I haven't seen any details yet on the injury but yeah being subbed off uh, not a good sign as far as that goes uh, Kenny McLean 90 minutes in midfield against Birmingham in a 2-0 win uh, came off the bench in a defeat to Fulham in the League Cup before that he's just playing every week Kenny McLean wearing the armband for Norwich at the moment on the left side of the two in a 4-2-3-1 so yep just moseying on quite nicely down there Kenny McLean and Alan Campbell I know he's he's not really in the squads but he's been capped so I thought I'd include him uh, into the Millwall team straight away after signing on loan but they're struggling at the moment beating 3-0 by Swansea at the weekend he was subbed off uh, I was speaking to a Millwall fan actually because I'm doing their game against Plymouth tomorrow I was speaking to a Millwall fan just as part of some prep and he said that Campbell looks a bit unfit though not match fit anyway yet so I think given they struggled to get game time at Luton when they got promoted that's a bit understandable so hopefully Campbell can get back to his best in the championship soon because he was superb for Luton there um, as they got promoted into the attacking midfield area Stuart Armstrong, good to see him starting for Southampton. 85 minutes against Leeds in a 3-1 win at the weekend. They really needed that after four defeats in a row in games in which Armstrong has really struggled to either start or make an impact when coming off the bench. So good to see Stuart Armstrong in the starting lineup down there. Ryan Christie came off the bench in a win over Stoke in the League Cup and then started centre mid during a defeat to Arsenal at the weekend. They were beaten 4-0. He gave away a penalty, a bit of a rash challenge on Odegaard for Arsenal's third goal. I think it, he's been played deeper in midfield at the moment, Christie. This may be an experiment by Areola. And I think it, it would appear anyway that his job at the weekend was to man-mark uh, one of Arsenal's playmakers. Maybe Havertz, maybe Odegaard. Not sure that he did it too well. Uh, and then gave away the penalty for the third goal. So a day to forget, forget for Christie. Although he, didn't, he, he nearly scored, he had a good effort on target that was saved. Um, where, when the score I think was 2-0 uh, to Arsenal but yeah um, not a good day for Christie or for Bournemouth uh, David Turnbull came off the bench for Celtic against Motherwell on Saturday he's still behind Rio Hitate and Matt O'Reilly in the pecking order Ryan Fraser played for half an hour of Southampton's win against Leeds uh, 3-1 he's still finding his feet after basically spending what feels like a season out of a first team picture at Newcastle and Ben Doak, always exciting to see him start. He played an hour in the League Cup against Leicester as Liverpool won 3-1. He actually hit the bar. He probably should have scored. He hit the bar from a rebounded shot. A fairly tight-ish angle from maybe about six yards out. Smacked it off the crossbar. But again, looked like he had a decent game. And I think with Liverpool's involvement in Europe and they've gone through in the Cup, we can see more of them in those competitions. Into the strikers, Lyndon Dykes. Just the one goal for him this season so far. Uh, 90 minutes up front in a defeat to Coventry at the weekend 
QPR not doing so well at the moment. They're down near the bottom of the table and Dykes uh, not on goal-scoring form for club. Neither Shea Adams. Uh, he came off the bench for 20 minutes against Leeds. He scored three goals this season. They all came in the first three games of the season. Uh, his contract's up in the summer, so it'll be interesting to see what Southampton decide to do with him in January, should there be any interest. But yeah, he's stuck behind uh, Adam Armstrong at the moment in the pecking order and Alcaraz as well is getting game time ahead of him. Uh, Lauren Shankland, no goals in seven now for Hearts, which is quite strange. Uh, he started and captained as well, I think, as they beat Kelly in the Cup and then County at the weekend. So two wins for Hearts. Um, Shankland, no goals uh, in recent times, though. I think, I'm think i sure it's seven uh, that he's gone without scoring. Uh, Kevin Nisbet, again, similarly in the Plymouth uh, fan, that's, uh, the North Millwall fan that I spoke to, um, said that he's been struggling to get some service. Millwall are, I think, a bit of a back-to-front team at the moment. And uh, Nisbet's not really being afforded the opportunity to link up with his attacking teammates. He played 90 minutes in that defeat to Swansea at the weekend. Uh, and I think Millwall are hoping that they can start providing him with more opportunities soon. Uh, Jacob Brown, uh, 90 minutes in Luton's win over Everton, which is good news. Uh, Premier League player now available to Scotland he plays in the two behind the striker kind of where McGinn or, or Armstrong or Christie would play for us normally um, so yep Jacob Brown 90 minutes in a win at Goodison Ollie McBurney 90 minutes in a 2-0 defeat to West Ham for Sheffield United and I think that was quite a comfortable day for West Ham to be honest uh, Ryan Hardy uh, another one I'll be commentating on him tomorrow looking forward to seeing how he does 1-1 draw with Hull for Plymouth at the weekend there mid-table another 90 minutes up front he had a great game against Norwich in a 6-2 win the week before that he didn't score but he linked up the play well he's, he's got a really good relationship with Morgan Whitaker and Finn Azaz. and yeah it just seems that Hardy's adapted to championship life pretty seamlessly he's got five goals so far this season so a good start um, none in two or three now but yeah still on good form and I wonder if we look at Nisbet we look at Shanklin's Burnley's not in the picture Ross Stewart's injured maybe we'll see Hardy in a Scotland squad before the end of this year with four games still to play uh, and lastly Ross Stewart hasn't played yet for Southampton after signing from Sunderland he's still recovering from an Achilles injury so that should tie everything up really in terms of form and updates and results and how the, the players have been doing next week we will do the preview probably on the Monday or the Tuesday uh, because by that point, you know, they will have another round of fixtures and we'll know who's pulled out the squad with injury. Um, looking at the injured guys, Grant Hanley's long-term injured. I wonder if Ryan Jack won't make it. I would imagine Tierney won't make it given the hamstring injury that forced him off. Maybe Liam Cooper will come back into the squad given he's recovered from a foot injury. So yeah, um, Spain away, 12th of October. We'll do the preview next week before that and then France... Um, shortly after by that time we'll know hopefully if we've qualified for the Euros or not because if we avoid defeat in Spain we've made it and then if Spain take care of Norway in the game after that before we play France we've also made it so fingers crossed that this is the break where it's finally confirmed and we can cement our plans for next summer without the caveat of the 99.4% or whatever it is now so yeah Let's see how it goes next week, but that's you up to date with the Scotland squad at club level and look out for the next pods yeah, in a week's time. Thanks for listening.
Smartcast Network.